super friends. This is Eileen, that ADHD chick, back in action. I have been going through this 90-day um, self or personal development self-exploration. And back in the day, I used to be not into stuff like that. Like I didn't ever think of going to therapy, having a therapist and believing in, you know, woo-woo stuff <laughs> like manifesting and all that stuff. And the reason why I didn't believe in any of that is, well, one, I never had exposure to that. And number two, when I finally did get exposure to it, I didn't do my research. I didn't know anything about it. I just assumed that it was all woo-woo shit and that we don't need it. You know, I was one of those people you see on TV where, you know, someone's telling them to go to therapy and they're like, no, I don't need a psychiatrist or I don't need a therapist. And I was that person. And it was, it was hard because that means that I had to go through it alone all these years that I didn't know that I had ADHD, I was either getting blame from other people or I was blaming myself for things that went wrong in my life. And that was either something big, you know, maybe a breakup or just something like a big fight with my parents or something like that. Or it could have been something small, like, oh, I keep forgetting to take the trash out when my dad says to do it, or I keep losing my keys. And it was more of like, gosh, I'm so dumb. Like, how could I not remember it? My parents would be like, gosh, if you didn't have your hoo-hoo attached to you, you would forget that at home too. So it, it was things like that. And growing up that way, it programs you. I just recently learned that 80%, I believe, of your programming happens before you're the age of eight. So that means after eight years old, your personality is set. And by the time you're 18, you're 90% programmed. You thinking, oh shit, then it's all downhill from 18, right? Well, not really, because all programming is not bad. I am just saying that the person that you are, you know, by the time you're 18, 90% of the person that you are is the person you're going to be when you're 40, 50, 60. Now, can you change the programming? You can't change some bad programming or even good programming. However, you can push that bad programming so deep down out of the way where it doesn't bother you or affect you anymore or rule your life or define you, you know, all those words we use where you can just, it's just like getting rid of the programming, even though it's still there because you still remember it. You still know what happened back then. You can push all that stuff down. It's amazing. And sometimes we are in this hopeless state. So you're doing all these things. You're doing things that are not necessarily the best for you because you are in a depressive quote. I have my quote <laughs> fingers up in this depressive state and you don't even know it. And when I started realizing that about myself and when I finally got diagnosed officially with ADHD, I was thinking to myself, okay, okay, 
you have been through what, three, four years already of building your business and getting all this training on personal development and business development, mindset, all this. I was just, it was amazing. It was like getting my PhD in mindset, you know, maybe that's going overboard. Let's say getting, just getting my degree in mindset, right? And it was amazing because I was like, wow, at age 40 something, I am still improving myself by leaps and bounds. What more can I do if I open myself up to other things that I never opened myself up to before. And so here comes June of 2021, where a friend of mine, wait, 2021? No, it's already 2023. Jeez, time goes fast. Okay. It was June, 2022. And a friend of mine was, well, she went to this class called Explorer. And it is a deep, it's not, it's like a deep dive into yourself, into, you know, what your programming is, what kind of issues are you going through? It could be something, um, not as serious, but it's affecting your life in some way. Like for me, there was something that was holding me back from doing what I needed to do to build my business to a point where I was making the income that I wanted to make. And I was like, what is it? I'm doing everything that my mentors, you know, my business mentors are telling me to do, yet something is holding me back from just going all the way. And I was never that person growing up. At least I didn't think I was. I thought, hold on, I was usually deemed to be that aggressive person, you know, assertive, not aggressive, assertive person. I talked to everybody. I was courageous. I was extroverted. You know, all those words were used about me when I was younger. And when I look back, they were all, not all of them, a lot of them were false. They were false descriptive words about me. And the reason why people use those words was because maybe it was one little thing that I did that they judged me by it. And they said, oh, she's an extrovert because she's got a lot of friends and she, she loves to go to parties, right? So automatically they thought I was extrovert when really, yeah, when I went to a party, oh, hell yeah, I had the best time. Um, I, I made sure I had the best time. However, when I was at home, I loved it. I was like, okay, time to decompress and not talk to anybody and just be here with my record albums. <laughs> we didn't have phones back then or a really exciting book because I wasn't a, like a super reader back then. I like to read things like The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and things like that. Or I would just watch TV. I pretty much grew up on TV. I knew every, you know, sitcom out there. I even watched soap operas. I know a lot of us did in this generation. And I was fine. I was happy. And as I got older, I started to recognize that I loved doing this. And then I became a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, let's just stay home, you know. And now I see that with my kids and my husband's the same way where we can, you know, we love our friends 
And when we're with our friends, we love to have fun. However, we cherish the amount of time that we could be at home alone (laughs) with our own devices. (laughs) And I'm talking about good devices. I don't know if there's good or bad or whatever. And that means like TV or playing music or on our phones or playing video games like my kids, things like that. And that's when I really realized that, hey, there is some programming that we have that maybe there's something over there back in your past, past uh, life that's stopping you from, you know, being your best or going the extra mile because you know that you can and you're wondering why, you, why you're not doing it. And so in June of 2022, I went to this Explorer class. I was still cynical. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go there. <laughs> and I've got two other friends to go. And if we don't like it, like on the first day, we'll just skip out and like hit the bars on the next couple of days because it was in Denver. So we had to fly over there and we would be there all weekend. So we might as well just make a trip out of it if we didn't like the class and we'll just, you know, have fun. That didn't happen because the first day we were floored. We had no idea what was coming to us. And we had a variety, like three of us had three completely different things that we were wrestling with from our past, from our present. And I mean, completely different. And we then, after the Explorer class, we all got something different out of it as well. And that's why when people ask me, what's Explorer class about? And I'm just like, it would do you a disservice if I told you what it was about. Everyone got something different out of, out of it. There were like 34 to 36 games and exercises and trainings. Uh, so you either are in a group session or a one-on-one, or you guys are all sitting and listening to the facilitator train on something. So it's all different things and you're playing games and you're having fun and, and you're laughing and you're with yourself meditating or, you know, closing your eyes. There's so many different things. And it's like, wow, it was like a year's full of therapy in two and a half days. And I was amazed and I was sold on going to do the next two seminars after that. So I'm in the middle of a 90 day one and it's all the same um, facilitators, the same amazing people. They're all trained at Napoleon Hill and Proctor, you know, and all the things about manifesting and they're, they're Christians and they're, they're just everything that you could think of. Like you don't have to be a Christian to get it. You don't have to be a manifesting, meditating Buddhist or whatever to get it. It's nothing about religion. It's about yourself. It's about self-exploration and how you could dig deep and find out that something as little as your dad not ever hugging you or something (laughs) that affected you for the rest of your life or something that you don't even, you didn't even notice bothered you yet it's all, it all comes to the surface because when you go through these exercises, you're like, why did I react that way? Why was I playing the game that way? So it's very, very interesting. And so in these 90 days, I've been so just really engulfed and diving into 
everything that we're doing in these 90 days. At the same time, I'm building my business. I'm, I created these goals um, to do in the 90 days that I'm in this seminar. And I'm not, it's not like I'm going every day. So don't get it wrong. It's like, it's a 90 day length. However, it's like once a week and you know, there's some weekends and I'm able, I have three goals. I've already crushed one goal. I did amazing. I'm halfway through my second goal and halfway through my third goal. And I know that by the end of the 90 days, I'm going to do something truly amazing that I didn't think that I can do in 90 days. And so I wanted to share not only that, the main topic is support. And here's this thing that I've always struggled with and I didn't like recognize it as me having trouble, you know, having problems asking people for help. When I would embark on some kind of project and it could be something like, you know, sewing a quilt to something like building a bench. So I'm, I'm Miss Handyman, right? And a lot of us that have ADHD, we can do a lot of stuff. And not only am I ADHD, also, you know, if you look at my personality tests, uh, like for example, the human design personality test, I am a manifesting generator. And manifesting generator is someone who can pretty much put their hand in every cookie bowl or cookie jar and get something good out of it. However, we also have our little um, drawbacks by being like that. And it's that we burn out and you ADHD folks out there are probably resonating right now. It's like, ah, yes, I say yes to a lot of people and I try to do too many things and then I burn out and then I crawl into a hole for like three months. (laughs) And so it's something that we have to control. And one of the ways we can not control, however, manage, I should say, manage it is to ask for help, to ask for support, to ask for someone to just listen. And that's, you know, there's so many different ways that support can manifest. And for me, listening is a big one. My one complaint here at home is like, you guys never listen to me. You guys don't listen, you know, or I tell them something, you're not listening. And that's always been my thing. And it's been, it's affected me for years. And I didn't know that. And the reason why I crave that is that when I was younger, I didn't have that. I had a childhood where it was like, do what we say. We don't want to hear your, your feelings. You don't have, you don't have a say in any of this. And a lot of generation X people, we had that upbringing. You know, we had a, we had a, we had to grow up quick. We were latchkey kids (laughs) and picture being ADHD at the same time. I, I honestly think a lot of generation generation Xers are ADHD. I think, <laughs> I don't know. I saw some guy on TikTok saying that our parents made us that way because <laughs> of the way they, they treated us and how we were programmed by them, you know? So it's not really ADHD. However, I disagree with that. There are a lot of things that, that, um, that kind of debunk that theory. There really is something, um, that we have that, ha- that, that, that limits our executive functions. And so going back to support, just a couple days ago, 
I'm already on day 59 of the 90-day program, and it dawned on me, and the reason why it did is because I had this really, you know, heartfelt talk with my husband, and it wasn't about our relationship. Our relationship is great. It was more about him and how he was struggling at work. And mind you, he's been the the big breadwinner, the solo breadwinner for 22 years. And I started my business five years ago. And so I was giving him a talk because he's not doing too well. And he had some fears and things like that. And I wasn't speaking to him as a as a wife. I wasn't speaking to him as a dictator either. I was speaking to him as a coach because I've learned so much. And especially in these last 90 days about the life coaching part that I was able to speak to him in a way where he, he got, he calmed down. He absorbed everything that I was saying. And even close to the end of our conversation, he was like, man, I like, I like when you talk to me like this. (laughs) And I was laughing. I was like, well, it's not exactly sweet nothings, honey. (laughs) Except I knew what he meant. I I took that as as a big, big, big plus sign. You know, it was like a win. And he came home and I promised I would take a walk with him. And so we walked and that was the first time we had walked together since like, wow, 2020, when we first got lockdown. <laughs> we were taking walks together. And we hadn't done that in a long time because of, you know, stress levels and, you know, a lot of work and things like that. Uh, and then recently the weather has been really crazy and no one's taken walks. And this walk was great because we had just finished having that heart to heart on the phone. And then we kind of closed it up during the walk. And then that night he wakes up at four in the morning. He just starts talking in full voice to me as if I'm already awake and I'm really not. However, he, he ended up waking me up and he started talking about these revelations that he's had. He had this dream and all this and whatever. And I started to see, wow, like that's the support that he needed from me. It's not the wife type support. He already has that. That wasn't what he was looking for. It wasn't the, hey, just do this dictator type support. It wasn't the support where, okay, I'll do everything for you. Wasn't that because I can't do his job. It was the coaching part. It was the part where I listened and I applied everything that I know about it. And I helped him go through what he was going through. And it spurred him on to like wake up at four in the morning and start telling me about all these things that these like breakthroughs that he went through by just me talking to him. So could you imagine him going to the Explorer class? Like he would just have so many different breakthroughs in his life. And I thought, then I started to think of, you know what, you know what my breakthrough is? My breakthrough is that I used to feel like no one listened, like I was alone and I didn't fit in. And mostly because when that, I mean, mostly when that kind of thing happened, I would feel like I was alone. However, I wasn't alone. They were supporting me, my husband especially, except I didn't recognize it. And maybe it's because I never had that type of support when I was younger. So I didn't recognize what it looked like. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm out here telling you guys, pay attention You know, I always give advice to people or not advice. I always listen to people and they say, 
You know, it's so great that, that, that you have God in your life. I've never felt the presence of God. I've heard that before from a lot of people. My answer is always the same. Have you been paying attention? Because I bet you there has been things that have happened in your life where there is no way you would have gotten through, through it unless God was by your side, unless God was with you, you know, footprints and all that. And this is what I was thinking when I was thinking, oh my gosh, I wasn't paying attention when my family was supporting me because I didn't know how it looked like. And wow, it was such a breakthrough because it was like this wall or these dominoes of feeling that I was alone. Like think of one domino being a time in my life where I felt alone, right? And these, heard these, all these dominoes standing, all these moments in my life where I felt alone. And when I pushed that one domino down, the one I discovered two days ago, and I said, oh my goodness, they were with me the entire time. And I pushed that domino down and all the dominoes just fell down and something lifted. Oh my gosh, like I'm getting choked up right now, like seriously, but something lifted in my, in my body and my heart. And it was like every moment that I felt alone went away. I know it's weird. Of course, I'm probably not talking about when I felt that way as a teenager or as a child, because I don't remember those times, honestly. (laughs) It's very hard for some of us to remember what our childhood was like or uh, certain things, unless it was super traumatic. However, for the past 20 years, the dominoes that I've been building for 20 years. I was able to push one down that just just created this domino effect, right? All the dominoes just fell down and I'm like, oh my gosh, in the past 25 years, I was never alone. And I don't mean that I wasn't alone with God. Of course, God was always with me. However, my family, my husband, my really good friends, they've always been there. I just didn't recognize it. I mean, what a relief, right? When I had that discovery, it was like literally I was sitting in my sitting still. I was, I was not like completely out of bed yet. I was sitting there. I had just talked to my coach and she had me do something. I can't, I can't disclose what that is. <laughs> and I was just in tears and I had to text her back and say, I know now I had a breakthrough just now after you asked for this thing. And it was the fact that I was never alone. And now my life is like, I mean, it's so weird, right? It's like one phone call and all of a sudden I'm this different person. It's like that effect. You know how when you go back in time and you change something (laughs) and then everything that goes forward is different? Anyways, it's like a paradox. (laughs) Uh, It's like, I don't even know. I just don't want to repeat myself, you know? I think you understand now. So now going forward, go forward through life, right? Thinking positively, thinking that you're not alone, manifesting that everybody is here to support each other, to support you. You are giving and without expecting anything in return, because when you give that way, you get some, you get an abundance in return without 
asking for it. And you're probably thinking, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is you do and you need to pay attention to what those things are because you're, you, I can't tell you what they are. It's got to be something in you. And you're also probably thinking, what does this have to do with ADHD? Well, guess what? <laughs> That's the big announcement. We're not only going to talk about ADHD on this podcast. We are going to talk about life after ADHD. And you know why I'm changing it? Because I am manifesting not just for me, but for everyone listening, that there is life after ADHD. Does that mean your ADHD goes away? No, of course, you still have it. However, it's like the programming that I was telling you about. We are going to push that thing down. We're going to push that baby down until it doesn't bother us anymore, until it's not in our view. That is the whole point of this podcast. I'm not a teacher. There's no curriculum. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going through ADHD books saying, okay, let's work on this now. You know, yeah, sometimes we do talk about that. However, we're going to talk about how it is to actually live. Everyone says, hey, yeah, how do you live with ADHD? You, you, you just live, dude. <laughs> you accept what you can't control, basically. And you create happiness from what you have. And you receive abundance and you recognize. And that's the key to happiness. That's one. And I just want to end it there because I can't do any better than that. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. And if this resonated with you, if you loved it, if you liked it, please leave a great review here on Apple Podcast or leave me five stars on Spotify or whatever the platform you're listening to. I would love a great rating because it will help my podcast go out there to people like you and me who may need this conversation. And be sure to check out the description here. I have put links on some things that help us go through this life and be happy. If you have any questions, shoot me an email, eileen at thatadhdchick.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, live abundantly. I'm Eileen, That ADHD Chick, signing off.